Okay, well, rather than reading our gospel passage this morning, we're going to have a short film clip which tells the story of the parable of the sower which Jesus told to his disciples. So have a look at this. One day, a farmer went out to sow his seed. Some of it fell on the path. Some of it fell on stony ground where the soil was shallow. Some of it fell on thorny ground. But some of it fell on good soil. Now that's the story, but I wonder what Jesus meant by it. And I thought what we could do is to retell the story in a kind of modern-day parable. But I'm going to need four helpers to do this, and I'm going to need four helpers who are confident readers, who feel they could, they're confident at reading. Yeah? So, uh, there's a couple of hands here. Why don't you, you guys come up? Any, any, other, any other one? Yeah? Why don't you come up? Any other people who feel they're confident readers? Okay, Eddie, you come up there. Fantastic. And if you come and stand behind the table... Behind one of these books, there are four homework diaries there. Because, you see, what happened was, was that their teacher on Friday gave them some homework to do. And the homework was this. It was write about God's love for the world and tell your friends. That was the homework. It was write about God's love for the world, and tell your friends. So what we're going to do is, we're going to see how they got on. So what I'm going to ask them to do in a moment is to read out the homework that they've done as a result. So uh, let's, have, let's have a look at your homework, shall we? Yeah. Um, what does it say? Nothing. Oh, it's blank. David, you didn't even write down what you were supposed to do. Can I, can I just say that we're only pretending, okay, this morning? Okay. <laughs> And I know that David is a very conscientious boy with his homework. I know because his mum told me that all his homework is outstanding. I didn't know she meant that kind of outstanding. <sighs> but no, no. Sorry, I'm only joking. Don't worry. Don't. So the thing is, that's a bit like the seed that fell on the path. It never even got going. It never even got started. The birds took it away. They, it got trodden on. And unfortunately... David never even wrote down what he was supposed to do. Right, we'll move on and have a look at exercise book two. Eddie, would you like to read out what you've done for your homework? Tell people about the good news of God's love. Oh, okay, so you wrote down what you're supposed to do, and what did you write after that? Nothing. 
Nothing. Oh no. Um, so in fact, so so what you did was you were listening to the teacher. You were quite you know quite excited about doing it. You wrote down what you had to do, but you got home. You were tired and hungry, and you didn't feel like doing it, did you? Tut tut. I don't know. So no one would have heard about God's love from your homework either. I don't know. Um, oh, let's have a look at number three. What does your homework diary say? Tell people about the good news of God's love. God loved the world so much that he gave his... He, God loved the world so much that he gave his... And what does it say after that? Dot, 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 dot. Yeah, and then? And then? And now I think I will go and play on my Xbox FIFA 13. Oh, look at that. So we started to write down all about God's love, but we got distracted by our Xbox or whatever it was. So that's a little bit like the seed that fell on the thorny ground. Because it fell, it, it fell on the thorny ground and it got going. You are doing really well, but then... The Xbox and other distractions choked you from finishing. So that's a bit like the seed that fell on thorny ground. We heard a little glimpse about God's love, but we got off track, didn't we? Right, let's see what the fourth one says. Tell God about the good news. Sorry, to start again. Tell people about the good good news of God's love. Right, and then... God loved the world so much that he gave his only son, Jesus, so that everyone who believes in him would not be lost, but have eternal life. Fantastic. And does it say anything else? must remember to tell all my friends about this. Fantastic. He wrote down what he had to do for his homework. He wrote down all about God's love for the world. And then he said, I must remember to tell all my friends about this. That's brilliant. And that's like the seed that fell on the good soil. Because it grew, it put down deep roots, and it made a fantastic, huge crop, a huge harvest. And so that's what the story of the parable of the sower is all about, really. God loves the world so much, and he wants us to go and sow seeds of this good news. He doesn't want us to ignore it and do nothing. He doesn't want us to get excited about it, but then, oh, I don't feel like it. He doesn't want us to... Start off on it and then get distracted. But he wants us to know about God's love for us and to tell those we know. Fantastic. Let's keep on sowing the good news of God's love for the world. The second reading is from Romans chapter 5 verses 1 to 11. We have been made right with God because of our faith. So we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through our faith, Christ has brought us into that blessing of God's grace that we now enjoy. And we are very happy because of the hope we have of sharing God's glory. And we are also happy with the troubles we have. Why are we happy with troubles? Because we know that these troubles make us more patient. And this patience is proof that we are strong. And this proof gives us hope, and this hope will never disappoint us. We know this because God has poured out his love to fill our hearts through the Holy Spirit he gave us. Christ died for us when we were unable to help ourselves. We were living against God, 
but at just the right time, Christ died for us. Very few people will die to save the life of someone else, even if it is for a good person. Someone might be willing to die for an especially good person. But Christ died for us while we were still sinners, and by this God showed us, showed how much he loves us. We have been made right with God by the blood sacrifice of Christ. So through Christ we will surely be saved from God's anger. I meant that while we were God's enemies, he made, his, he made friends with us through his son's death. And the fact that we are now God's friends makes it even more certain that he will save us through his son's life. And not only will we be saved, but we will rejoice right now in what God has done for us through our Lord Jesus Christ. It is because of Jesus that we are now God's friends. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. extract from Paul's letter to the Romans. And Paul wrote this letter to the Roman church because he wanted them to know and to understand how much God loved them, how much they had, what riches they had in their belief in Jesus. And it's a letter full of amazing, incredible stuff. But the stuff I want to talk to you about today is where he says about patience and hope. I don't know about you, but there are times I need a lot of patience and hope. And can we have the first slide up, Martin? I want to tell you about my broccoli. For those of you that don't know, I'm a, I'm a bit bonkers, and I go out in the wind and the rain and the snow and the ice, and I garden. And... About the end of March this year, I got very overexcited because the sun was out one afternoon and I thought, I know, I'll plant some broccoli. And we got some raised beds at the end of our, gar- at the end of our garden. So I stuck in loads of broccoli and I got really, really excited thinking, I can't wait to harvest this fantastic broccoli. And then the rain came, and the wind came, and the sun came, and I was, just, I was in my kitchen thinking, that broccoli, it'll be growing, it'll be so nice, be so luscious to eat. And then I went down to the bottom of the garden and discovered the slugs had eaten every last piece of my broccoli. And I was really upset. But I thought, never mind, I'll plant some more. Eternal optimist. So I planted some more broccoli in the same raised beds, even put, and I'm, I'm, I hate to admit this, but I did put some slug pellets down. And I thought, well, that, that's uh, sorted. Broccoli, come July, lots and lots of broccoli. It could be fantastic. The wind came, the rain came again, more sunshine. And I was in my kitchen in my house thinking, oh, I can't wait, and thinking about this lovely, luscious, luscious broccoli, because it's so much nicer when you grow it than when you buy it from the supermarket. And and also thinking about how much money I'd save, because it's really expensive, particularly the purple stuff, isn't it? It's really expensive. And I thought, we'll have just tons of it. And then I went back to the bottom of my garden, and, you know, over our raised beds, we've got some trees... 
And the pigeons, like, you know what's coming, don't you? The pigeons like to be in the trees. And then they come down from the trees and they eat all my broccoli. So I went back to my raised beds and there was no broccoli at all again. It had all been eaten, not by the slugs this time, but by the pigeons. Oh dear. So Mark and I, we went off to Dobby's, bought nets, copper wire, everything. Can I have the next slide? And finally, I planted some more broccoli. And here you are, you can see even the sun shining because there's my shadow in it. And don't look at all the weeds. But there's my broccoli. Finally, I put some more broccoli in. We, I mean, it's like Fort Bastion. You know, there's copper wire all around the bottom of the raised beds. There's slug pellets. There's nets. And finally, finally, look, I've got my crop of yummy broccoli. But I needed more patience than I have, actually. I had to wait for the broccoli to grow. I had to wait for the slugs to drop dead. I shouldn't say that, should I? They're God's lovely creatures. And, and for the pigeons to get bored of trying to get through the nets. And there I have my broccoli, which I hoped for from the end of March. Does anybody else have any other stories of when they had to keep trying, keep persevering, keep on in patience and hope? Oh, Sarah, thank you. I did because when I was knowing I was getting a new flat, I kept saying to myself, it's not going to happen, it's not going to happen. But I posted it and now I've got a new flat. Brilliant. So Sarah carried on in patience and hope that a flat would appear and it did. That's fantastic. And there was a hand up over here, wasn't there? Did I imagine the hand up over here? Oh, brilliant. I've had similar um, problems as you. I put runner beans in and they were lovely. And I went out and the whole lot, I had about three left. But um, I have got, put some more in. But even so, I don't put slug pellets down. I've got two cats. Well, so have I. (laughs) (laughs) But there are other things. Yes. But um, uh, I have now harvested three beans. Yes. So there we are. Again, patience and hope with the runner beans. I know just how you feel. It's so frustrating, isn't it? So that was what Paul was trying to tell us, that actually, if you keep on in patience and hope, like the sower, as as, um, Pads was telling us about the sower, kept on sowing, kept on saying, well, I'm going to sow this and it might be in rocky ground. And it's a bit like us. We just have to keep on telling people, as Paul did, about the riches that we have in Christ Jesus. We have to just keep going. And sometimes people will turn away. And sometimes you'll think people are listening and then they're not listening. And sometimes, just sometimes, people will come to a real living faith in Christ And that is just the most amazing thing. So we just have to keep on going, as Paul was asking us to. Thank you.